What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. I am Elaine Williams. I'm here with my amazing, fabulous podcast partner, Kathy Keegan. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. And we have some exciting stuff to talk about. And Kathy, it's so good to see you as usual. Same here. Same here. It's still from afar. Someday we will be back together in similar locations, not far from each other. I hope so. And and for um, our fabulous listeners, if you're new to us, welcome. We started this podcast because we wish that there were so many things we wish we had known when we both started out coaching. And we talk about the unsexy parts of business. And if those of you have, if you've been with us before, welcome back. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to Kathy because, you know, yesterday I was kind of in like a Sunday, a little bit of a, I should be relaxing and having fun. (laughs) (laughs) I should be having fun because it's Sunday. You know, that's me. And uh, (laughs) five minutes with her and she talked to me off the ledge and we were both laughing. And, you know, Kathy, you're just such a great, um, you are an amazing coach and mentor and speaker, and just a fabulous human being. Oh, oh my gosh. And you really well, bring light and love like everywhere you go, you know? Well, thank you. I, I feel the same way about you. Um, oh. You know, just the way you, I remember the first time we started working together and just the way you answer the phone, I just felt like, oh my God, this woman's got my back. <laughs> She's got my back. And your endless curiosity, the energy you bring to a room is just fantastic. This is just, it's, it's a sheer pleasure. And I also happen to know that uh, someone you work with just won a speech contest oh and now gosh. they're going to compete on a national level. That's fantastic. I am so excited. And I, you know, she FaceTimed me and this is a woman I met through Kathy. So this woman is already an amazing speaker and highly educated and traveled the world. She's fascinating. And she um, hired me. I was so lucky to get to work with her. And so I was at my desk Saturday afternoon, just kind of coming back from a trip. And, and she said, I won. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I'm not saying her name because I don't want to steal her thunder. Cause I don't know. Right. She's announced it everywhere. Yeah. But she basically, um, you know, I said, well, let's work, let's play with this speech. Let's play with it. So we pulled it apart and started massaging it. And, you know, it's like, I think of a speech or a monologue as like a big pot of soup on the stove. Mm. And, you know, you kind of stir it and you pour in some new stuff and then you like put it back and let it simmer. And then you bring it back up and you stir it some more. And so, you know, she didn't think she was going to get past the first level. And she did with flying colors. And so anyway, so I'm so excited. She's going on and on. So who knows? It's so great. I think it really speaks to um, the way we try to show up in the world, um, despite what it can feel like. I mean, in some ways, this Monday is almost living up to its reputation because I felt so 
logy and it's been <laughs> hard to get my energy going, you know, and who knows why? Could it be that I live in Chicago and it's cloudy again? Um, <laughs> it is above freezing, so I really don't have a right to complain. But we have, I, there's a thing that, that I do that I learned a long time ago, and it's called show up anyway. Show up anyway. Again, this is another one of Kathy's unsexy tips that really work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's something about having a discipline in place that I made an appointment with somebody. I said I was going to be there. I'm going to show up. You know, I show up no matter how I'm feeling inside. And, and generally speaking, it's a good thing that I did. You know, it's rare that I ever have to cancel anything, but I don't make a habit of doing that because there are a lot of times that you just don't necessarily feel like doing something, right? You know, yes. and if you waited for that feeling to come, oh, it might, you know, I mean, that was, that was a lot of my whole history with depression. It was like when I felt good, I'd try to cling on to it for dear life because it was so rare I felt that way. And then you had this manic woman running around going, hey, 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 hey. It's exactly like that. That's, that's a direct quote. Well, you know, that's a, that's such a great thing because I think, you know, you and I are big fans of the artist way, Julia Cameron. I love her so much. And, you know, if you're waiting to be inspired, woo, that can be a while. And, you know, I have, that's why I teach that five minute warm up. Right. I'm like, I love it because it's like you do these breathing and whoa, and red leather, yellow leather and toy boat, toy boat. And, but it, it helps teach your body, oh, we're going to do this thing where I focus and I need to be somewhat articulate and, and, and somewhat animated and maybe smile a little bit, you know, for those days when you don't feel like it. Right. right. And it's human. Right. I mean, that's why professional guys, they warm up and they practice and they practice and they practice. And I'm sure some days are better than others. Yeah. You know, and, and so, um, yeah, I it's, love the, that. It's, it's like the thinking about it. That's almost worse. It's like, you're ready to dive into the water and you know, it's cold, but instead of just diving into the water, you think about diving into the water and that's what creates more of the stress than just diving oh, the into the water. Right. Like Mel <laughs> Robbins, she has that five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Right. So, so much, and Debbie Ford, who I studied with for five years, so much of suffering is in the, I don't want to feel this feeling that you've <laughs> taught me. Most feelings are 90 seconds. And so much of our struggle and suffering is like, I don't, I don't want to feel this, uh, you know, and, right. um, which I guess will bring me, you know, like, let's talk about like what's going on, right? Like there's some crazy stuff happening. Mm. in the world crazier than usual yep. you know there's a war a war happening right and innocent people are dying and um you know mm. and i think in some ways it's really exciting that social media is so we're we are seeing what's really happening there is i'm sure there's always going to be propaganda i don't understand all of that but there is a visceral response that we're getting and so i feel like um and people are raising money, people are donating time and food and clothing, and people are sending people over to Poland, to, you know, and I find that so inspiring. I mean, I wish we didn't have to come to war to have this happen, but at the same time, it's inspiring. And the the President Zelensky is so inspiring, and it's also tragic, 
And one of the things Kathy and I work with our clients and ourselves about is like, how do you, how do you keep going when a part of you is like, this is horrible, you know, and this is not colonial time, dude. But we (laughs) repeat history. Like, oh my gosh. And, and so, you know, we use laughter, which is one of the reasons we were so attracted to each other. Kathy has a background in improv. I have a background in you know, stand-up comedy, and I did improv as well. We both did musical theater. That's why we'll break into song if you're not careful, but <laughs> which drives some people crazy. Oh, oh side yes. note. So, so somebody close to me made a comment about Stephen Sondheim that he wasn't all that, and I was like, "Oh no, you didn't!" And I proceeded to sing every Sondheim song that I know and love at this, and he was like, "Okay." Okay, okay. And I was like, and Marilyn we roll along was it was award winning and and even though it wasn't a commercial success, it was amazing at the bar and company and a little night music and then a funny thing happened on the way to the forum and then assassins and into the woods, which is my all time, uh, you know. And they were like, okay, <laughs> calm down because I am passionate about Sondheim. You don't have to love him. But you got to respect the oh guy. Oh my god, because, amazing! Woo, you know. Unbeli- but yeah, love I, you, Stephen. Oh, brilliant! Oh my gosh. Absolutely brilliant. He was so brilliant. And then back to our original. You know, we were just talking about comedy and humor. And Kathy is always reading amazing books. What is the book that you are? Oh, reading it's right called. Now? It's called Humor. Seriously, and I think there's a <laughs> subtitle which is Why Humor is a secret weapon in business and life. And they get into the science and the behavioral stuff behind it. So some of the science are the the chemicals that get released when you're laughing. Um, And some of the behavioral stuff is the way you are perceived, right? And all of it is better when you're laughing. Now, that's not to say, I'm also reading a book right now that is wonderful. It's called Bittersweet. And that's by Susan Cain. And she wrote the book, uh, Quiet, which believe it or not, I loved because I am an introvert. I know I don't sound like one. Uh, (laughs) But, but, you know, the idea is not to always, it's not always to put a positive spin. It's not tyrannical positivity, like be positive no matter what. It's the perspective. And sometimes the perspective is bittersweet. And with humor in an office situation, it can relieve a lot of tension. I was just actually just sharing a story with a couple of people about deathbed humor. And there were things that happened like when, and I kid you not, you know, my mother is in the, is in the ER, you know, she's on life support and they, they, she's on some kind of a medication. So every time she woke up, she just found out she had a heart attack. And my brother goes up to her and says, mom, I'm so sure you're going to pull through that I didn't even bring a suit. And basically to interpret that, we didn't think we'd have a funeral here. And so, and the whole room, and then my mother, I thought she was going to lose all of her, you know, she was, had all kinds of tubes and everything. She started laughing so hard. So there are, there are moments that can really, really release a lot of tension. And so look for where those are, right? Look for where those are. It doesn't mean you go in, you know, you don't go in with a tight five, you know, just on somebody's deathbed, but it's really just the idea (laughs) of just kind of being there and showing up and being in the moment and recognizing all that can happen. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I get it. Like, I think humor, I think anybody can work on developing a funny muscle, you know, watching, you know, super tip, watch five minutes of YouTube every day. And, you know, and if you're and and be inquiring instead of like, I don't like him, you know, like I don't <laughs> care for Andrew Dice Clay because I think he's a misogynistic a-hole and I can respect that he has had two sort of risings and fallings. <laughs> you know, I respect that. Um, don't have to like him. Certainly not going to watch him. Uh, Bill Maher, I think, is a brilliant comedian and writer. Would I want to date him? Hell no. I think he's, um, what I've heard, a, not a very nice person, especially to women. But I can still appreciate him. Yep. You know, you can appreciate somebody's humor without having to, like, buy into the all of it. Yeah. And, but, and you're, you can laugh along the way and give yourself those feel-good chemicals and burn calories and release toxins for free. For free. That's right. For free. It's a skill that we can all develop. So humor is a skill that we can all develop. And I have another really interesting statistic. A four-year-old laughs as many as 300 times per day. Wow. The average 40-year-old laughs 300 times every two and a half months. We have work to do, people. We do. We do. And, you know, that's, I'm just going to, you know, I, I got to tour for several years. And even though it was an amazing experience, it was what I call break even. So by the time (laughs) you fly to Denver and get paid $350 for the weekend, which is great. And you stay in the comedy condo and your flight was $300 and it cost you 50 bucks to get to the airport and back. And if you sold some t-shirts, you could eat like that was really fun. But after a while, you're like, I cannot keep doing this unless I find this rich husband who has eluded me so far. <laughs> but, you know, when people leave and they're glowing and when people leave and they are they have had fun together, couples that laugh together, stay together. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that is worth all of those shitty basement gigs and podunk places and you know just like it's such a beautiful gift and it is challenging to make people laugh sometimes and gosh it's so fun when they're with you Mm -hmm. and yeah I just think if we could all learn to laugh a little bit more you know we can't always especially right now with COVID still you know the numbers are going back up whatever but like if you can't get a hug you can give yourself like oxytocin from laughing, which mm-hmm. is the same chemical from the hug. So yeah, yeah, love it's, it. Yeah, and, and I think you know it's realizing it. And to me, it I, I still and I've said this probably so many times on the podcast is that if you told me there was a pill for humor, I'd want someone to prescribe it to me. Oh because hell I'm yeah! Very very conditioned to believe that that there's a, an immediate solution, and and life isn't really like that. And there's a time that would have been hard to hear that. Um, but now I know that things pass. You know, we were talking about that whole 90-second thing. You know, most things don't stay. And if they do stay, then you can, or like an emotion, for example. And if they do, then you can kind of just stop and say, well, what's going on here? Right. You know, what is it? You know, um, my husband's now back at work. And so I'm at the house today, and it's not our, you know, pod of you know, whatever, you know, for, for COVID. And so it's really different. 
It's really, really different. And an office. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's very, very strange. And I just got a text from him from things he forgot because we're (laughs) not used to doing that, you know? Wow. And, and so we're always going through some kind of changes of some sort and, um, and having a little bit of humor about it. And again, we're not saying that if you don't have it, that it's, you know, it's bad or that you're always supposed to be like, chin up, buttercup. You know, that's really annoying. Nobody wants to hear that. It's just that we have all these really cool tools at our disposal that we can use at any given moment. Yes. And, you know, I, I ran into this friend of mine who's the sober sister and her daughter has had all kinds of um, challenges. She was in an accident and Lyme and, you know, it's been like this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, well, how's your daughter doing? And she said, well, believe it or not, she is doing EMDR or whatever because she had toxic positivity. She had trauma from toxic positivity. And a part of me is like, mm-hmm. are you kidding? But like, that's a real thing. Yep. And, um, you know, and I think that's one reason you and I are so driven to be vulnerable, to yep. be like our messy selves, <laughs> you know, because... I grew up in Texas where I was constantly told I was too much. I was a pain in the ass. I was too much and not enough. Mm-hmm. I got that. And so many women I know got that. So I know I'm not unique in that way, but I was not allowed to express anger, sadness, fear. I was supposed to be happy. And then if I got in trouble, which I feel like I was always in trouble, I was. it was okay to cry then and then we ended with a forced hug. It's a oh. miracle. When I think, I'm like, it is a miracle that I have friends and that I'm in intimate relationships. Because <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I am so happy that I didn't go the other, you know, well, I remember- the rally I almost went. But like, you know, it's so, and, and I think we do have these like double standards of like, just do your thing. Be yourself. But I understand if you're a teenager or a teenager in a 50-something-year-old body, you're like, who am I? Who am I today? (laughs) And, like, if I'm going to march to my own beat, there might be some consequences. You know, I I feel like sometimes we, we, in our culture of, like, just drink another Starbucks. Crank up the iTunes. Just go, go, go. Right. But it's like. Ah. Depending on your frame that day, that may or may not appeal to you, you know, depending on your frame of reference. You know, when I was about 12, my mother decided we would all start hugging each other. We just didn't, <laughs> we didn't touch each other, you know? I know, and, children. Um, and so, I mean, the first time I had to do a stage kiss, you could have fit a family of five between the two of us when I kissed him on stage. The people, uh, the director was howling with laughter. It's like... <laughs> You, you could not get any farther away from this guy except for your face. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, they were it's really, I was like, hug. Okay. That's fine. And, and, and hugging is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with hugging. Um, but I didn't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of that. And, and thank God there are all these modalities out there like EMDR, you know, um, because what it means is we're understanding more about people, about the brain. And so there are more ways to help more people. <gasps> yes. And we, oh, I'm so proud. I'm reading a book right now. Yay! 
because Kathy usually, so I'm reading this book called power versus force mm. and I was sort of rereading it. And I was, you know, do you ever like start it and you're like, Oh yeah. Now I remember why I didn't finish it. Cause it is like <laughs> dense, but I just got to the a fun part where they're talking about muscle testing. Mm. And this guy was talking about metaphysics and muscle testing and uh, the kinesiology and stuff. Um, way back like in the 60s and 70s in the 1970s they did not think that food had any relationship to brain stuff oh they still think that in hospitals like isn't that i mean <laughs> if you, most hospitals right. food is just horrible it's like you're trying to kill your patients right right like it's you're right it's so true and <laughs> and why is that accepted it. Why do we pay all this money for it? Who? How did that? How did we give mm. all of our power away? But that's another one woman <laughs> show, right? So, um, but anyway, they were talking about uh, muscle testing and how people. He would put. Uh, he would do these demonstrations, and he would have like vitamin C packets and some envelopes and artificial sweeteners and other envelopes, and everybody tested weak with the artificial sweetener and strong muscle testing with the vitamin C. So anyway, it, I'm just, I'm just fascinated and I'm so grateful that I'm, I have this curious mind and I always am wanting to learn more. Yeah. And you know, that being said, Kathy and I have, uh, you know, we have learned so much from this amazing journey that we've been on. We started recording in 2019. Wow. Right before the El Pandemico. Well, we, and then, so we were doing like Zoom yep. recording stuff. And then um, our fabulous team, Stefan, built a studio for us in Brooklyn. And yep. then we did five amazing um, episodes recording on our own set, which was yep. so fun. Oh, and my so gosh. Exciting. And I'll never forget after our first episode, Kathy was like, Oh, by the way, I'm moving to Chicago. And I was like, No. <laughs> but we, we figured out a way to keep going. And it has been such a wonderful journey. And we've had so many amazing guests. We've had all female except for Roland, who's is amazing. And I, I owe him a call. And you know what? Isn't today Sheridan's birthday? I think she was our first guest. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm the worst friend. Yes, it is her birthday. And it was she Sheridan. was our she was our first guest. Yeah, thank and you. I'm writing yeah, myself. It for has now. been, you know, trying to do things and, and all these changes, you know, um it's it's a lot to handle, you know, because you, I was we were talking with somebody yesterday who moved to Chicago about six months ago. And it was another one of those things where there was a short time frame and it was just like, up you go and here you go. And she had been rooted in a place for many, many years. Wow. And it's not easy because you start, you, you start to live in your local world. You also have another world that exists that was your daily life before. Right. And, you know, trying to make peace with that. How do you stay in touch? What are the things you can do when you're far away? All that, you know, we're dealing with it all the time. And I wish I had a nice pat answer. The main thing is just to show up for myself and to ask for help to get clarity on what my next step needs to be in reaching out it. to people. You know, I love that. And that that's the perfect segue because uh, Kathy and I have decided that we're going to be putting our podcast, Still Human, on hold 
for a while. We, we have loved doing it and we both have gotten pulled in different directions and there's a lot happening. And so we have decided after many discussions and so much joy and laughter that we are going to, this is going to be the final episode for now. Mm -hmm. And it may just keep going in different formations. And, you know, we, we've gotten amazing feedback. People have said, you make us laugh. We love your banter. You talk about deep topics. And uh, we're so grateful for everybody who's been with us on the journey, whether you've been on the whole way or just a stop. Or whatever. Well, and if you just joined us, you can go back because we've recorded. This is our forty-fifth episode. Woohoo! So this has been such a fun ride. Um, it's taught us so much. And here's the cool thing: Elaine and I are still friends. We didn't break <laughs> up. Mummy and Daddy, or Mummy and Mummy, are still friends. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know that's a really great. Um, you know, that was always important to me that I, cause I really love Kathy, who she is a, as a human being and, you know, partnership has not been, uh, my strongest suit. I have never been married for a reason and I live alone for a reason. And, and it was really interesting because, you know, they say whatever's, you know, life is happening for you. And there were several times where I would just feel like this ego and like, you're not doing what I want or this isn't happening or, you know, and how I'm, you know, so it was really a great and humbling lesson to see how, what I do in relation to partnership and, and there is more work for me to do. And I got to do a lot of that with us too. Yeah. And, and and the way you, the way you could honestly brief, bring things up and we could be honest with each other. And, uh, you know, we even went to a retreat and it was part of the retreat was to get some more clarity around it. Right. And so that's the commitment that we have to each other and continue to have to each other um, is just what is the next best step? What should we be doing here? What, you know, what else should we be talking about and covering? So, I think it is important because it is the doing things for any period of time. It, it there are the challenges, right? And so, um, and so sometimes you decide to keep going, and sometimes you decide to stop. Um, and the good news is, is that our friendship is intact, and that's that is the most important thing in the world to me. And I, I sort of feel that way about work in general. That I value the people more than anything else. Right. You know, that in, in whatever it is we do, um, even though I can also on a dime say, oh, people, um, right. <laughs> because because we are all that. Right. We contain multitudes and sometimes the multitudes are lovely and fun and adorable. And sometimes they are. Oh, so ugly. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, we're seeing that on the world stage right now. Big time. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been, I mean, it has just been amazing. I've learned so much. I've learned that I am so curious and I I do love talking to different people about all kinds of different things. I've learned that I still resist structure, which I guess I kind of already knew. Um, And I've learned that there is always more to learn, you Mm -hmm. know? Right. And and that that's a good thing that um, it is about seeing the opportunity in a situation, you know, somebody recently um, reached out to me to talk about coaching to see whether we might be a fit. And 
she used the term blessing and a curse in when she was describing something. And I said, yeah, that, that can be, that's the both and, you know, yeah. that there, there are things that have that bittersweetness to it that, you know, that is part and parcel of what it is we go through life. And we were talking yesterday, Elaine and I about, I was talking about my depression albums when I was growing up. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, an album is a series of songs on a disc. Um, a, a big, record. huge, we call them LPs, long playing. Like a phonograph. Like a, yes, exactly. But I had those, and, and what that did was it elicited some kind of release. Crying, laughing, whatever it was. And so there is something about things that are in a minor key. Of course, one of my favorite movies is uh, Spinal Tap. And of course, there's the part where he's like, D Moina, the saddest of keys. And, um, and you know, minor keys, are they, they do evoke something. But music is another way for you to process and feel without having to put words to it. You know, you mm. let the musicians do their job and you listen and you respond. Yeah. You know, we have so, so many wonderful tools right at our disposal. It just sometimes you, you feel like there could be something better. So you're like, oh, I wish well, there and I, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, two things I want to just say as we wrap up, um, I, you know, I have the disease of more. I, you <laughs> know, I have many addictions and I, and I'm, I'm doing great, knock on wood, but you know, I was just talking about this in my morning meditation meeting. There's a part of me that's like, no matter how good it is over here, it looks, it looks a little better. Oh, I'll have what she's having. Ooh, that looks like fun. Even if I know it's like not a smoking. Ooh, like, yeah. you know, like there's just a part of me <laughs> that is always going to be, you know, like, I think it's like this 5% part of me that's like, Ooh, it looks cooler because it's, over there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so if I can like laugh at that part of me and have compassion for that part of me. Right. And then, you know, mental health, thank God is mm -hmm. really in the forefront. Yay. So we've been talking about laughter. We always talk about coaching and, you know, I had the privilege of speaking, um, at an AA meeting Wednesday night and I'm always grateful. Like, you know, you're like, okay, I'll do the commitment, but you know, I'm always grateful because it represents me to my own transformation and healing and the power of the programs and how they it has helped millions and millions of people. Very imperfectly, mm -hmm. not perfect, but, you know, for what happens, it, the magic of coming together and identifying and healing and doing the step work. And one guy shared about how he was really having a rough time, that he was really missing the, you know, and I said, go work out, go get your heart rate, you know, after, I, I hung out afterwards because he was new and it's hard to be young and new. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be new wherever, whatever age you are. And I said, go work out, get your heart rate up, go walk fast. Even if you can't jog, get on a bike, pick up some weights, like something about 20 minutes of moving your heart rate will help that endorphin kick off and it, it will help your cravings. Yeah. And, you know, and I just wish more people knew about that. Yeah. Well, like, you know? you know what I'm thinking of right away is the Pomodoro technique, which was basically a timer that's shaped like a tomato. Pomodoro means tomato in Italian. And basically <laughs> what, what he can do, I know, 
I can't, Kathy, can't you just say something like a thing and it doesn't have a whole backstory? No, I love it. Well, I didn't know that that was a tomato in Italian. I always so, wondered. But the, but the idea of using a timer, and I will do this, where I'll say, you only have to do this. So when I'm in that, in that state of mind and you've just given me this great advice, it's just like, I don't want to. I don't like what she's telling me. I will say, okay, I'll do it for a minute. And now I'll just set my timer on my phone. And I start for a minute. And usually once I start, I keep going. It's kind of the whole idea of showing up. Like I show up right. for my workouts. I'm still transitioning from believing uh, working out is for torture and weight loss. And <laughs> now, you know, I, I appreciate that I'm getting stronger. And I appreciate that about what's going on. Of course, the part that I don't appreciate is that I'm at an age where you kind of have to let people know you're doing this because otherwise they have no idea. You're like, no, no, trust me. I was way worse before. Um, but now, now, you know, it's just it feels good to be doing it. But there are days when I still will have a hard time. So I make an appointment in my calendar and it says like marvelous exercise with lots of, you know, exclamation points. And I go down there and I go into the room and I show up and then I start doing something. Yeah. And maybe it's only a few things, maybe it's more, but those little tiny things can make such a huge difference to get you started, especially when every bone in your body is like, I hear what this nice lady is saying that that is such a good idea. How the heck am I going to start? And you just yeah. start super small. You know, and it's great because you could also apply that towards your taxes, towards social media, towards building your coaching practice, you, you know, you start with one thing. So, um, yeah, that's a super tip, super tip, super tip, super tip. So Kathy, if people want to know more about you, how do they find you? What do they do? Well, if you can see on YouTube, I don't know if this will come up, but I tried to type www.kathykeegan.com and the letters are all kind of weird, but that is how you get a hold of me is Kathy Keegan Kathy or Keegan Kathy. Yeah. Kathy at KathyKeegan.com. Um, let's set up a time to chat. I'd love to get to know what's going on with you and see if there's a way I can help you achieve whatever it is you want in your life, you know, and you're especially and she's in your really work great. life. She's really great with work. She's really great with helping you decide to stay in your business job yeah. or leave your job uh, elegantly without burning yeah. bridges or blowing the place up, which is always right. a plus. It's really important. <laughs> I, I I just thank you so much. That's so beautifully put. Elaine, how must people reach you? Well, thanks for asking. I'm so excited. I just designed, I'm going to be doing a Reels Challenge in a couple of weeks because I think everybody should be doing short form video because it's easier. It's fun. You don't have to be perfect and polished and poised. You can do super short things and it's the editing and it's just amazing. So I'm, I do a masterclass twice a month. So the best way is captivatethecrowd.com. Get your confidence on camera checklist at captivatethecrowd.com. And that way you will be informed when I'm doing my free masterclasses when I, or you can come into captivatethecrowd.com public group on Facebook and that way you can come play and learn about short form video because it is hot, hot, hot. And one thing I love is that the more you do it, the more confident you are when you're speaking in person, which is coming again soon, <laughs> right? Like, coming soon to a theater near you. 
at some point we're going to be back with people and that is exciting. And for some people that is going to be scary and, you know, come practice now. Yeah. Come just think, now. just think of all the skills we've developed during COVID. <laughs> eating, eating in front of the computer. <laughs> Not spilling stuff on your computer. Right. That's always good. Not we are so grateful so. to you, our listeners. And thank you just so very much. This has been, and I'm so grateful to you, Elaine, for helping Aww. me crawl out of my little shell. Well, it's not that little, but it's like a, it's like a medium sized shell. Um, because that you, you've helped bring me to life. And I, I'm Aww. very grateful to you for that. Well, I'm so grateful that we, we did this and I know we will continue in some form. And I also want to just thank Stefan. He has been, Ugh. our editor has just been adorable. He is wonderful and flexible and he has done our editing and our posting Birch Media. Birch he Media. Really, really great. And I know he has a lot of clients, but he always made us feel like we were the only ones. Yep. And um, was tactful and charming and just really a delight to work with. So um, big shout out really, to Stefan. Yes. So I'm like, talk about bittersweet. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I know that we will stay in touch and I know that we're both going to be going on and that uh, we'll be carrying on our vulnerable, authentically awkward, <laughs> funny, vulnerable <laughs> coaching, speaking selves. Yes. And um, just, yeah, just thank you so much. And remember to laugh and yes. move your body, everybody. Yep. Move. And we need you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So long. Farewell. Farewell. I'll be the same. Good night. Good night. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. See you next time.